Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Last week, we listened to Jesus' response to the Jews who challenged him. They pridefully asked, What shall we do to do the works of God? Jesus' answer exposed the deceptions of their heart. He said to them that to do the work of God is to believe in him who had been sent from God the Father in heaven. That is, to believe and receive Jesus as their King and Saviour. So today, we will continue with doing the works of God and discover what it is to be doers of God's Word. And we will go to the book of James. James writes to his beloved brethren, those of Jewish blood who are scattered abroad. They are far away from their sacred city, Jerusalem. Now to put this in context of what James writes, hundreds of years before Jesus walked the earth as a man, God spoke through his prophets to the Jewish people about the Messiah, the Saviour of the world. One of the prophecies and promises to the Jewish people who were in exile from their beloved Jerusalem was that God would deliver them, he would gather them from among the nations and bring them back to their own land. To their own land where they will have one king. He will be the promised Messiah. So when the Messiah comes, God will do this. And at that time, the world will know that the Lord has put a sanctuary amongst his people of Jewish blood, declared them holy, washed them clean, and given them rest. So here are those of Jewish blood, dispersed amongst the nations, hearing James testify that Jesus is the Messiah. Yet their circumstances must have been very challenging for them, for they were dispersed amongst the nations. James knew that there was a real danger that their belief about God and self would be formed or controlled and manipulated by their circumstances and selfish desires, as opposed to receiving the truth and living in the reality of it where they are free from the destructive, controlling forces of their circumstances and selfish desires. When Jesus walked the earth as a man, James was there. He heard Jesus declare that knowing the truth sets people free. James received the truth. He received and believed in Jesus. He believed that Jesus was the one, is the one, sent from the Father, whom is the Messiah of the Jewish people, the Saviour of the world. Right from the beginning of his letter, James testifies that he is a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Saviour, the Anointed One. Jesus is their promised Messiah. James was living in Jesus' victory of surrender of self-will to that of the Father's will. 
He declares this by using the metaphor of a bondservant. A bondservant in this instance is someone who voluntarily gives himself up to another's will. That is to Jesus, whose food when he walked the earth as a man was to be surrendered to the Father's will. The Father's heart is Jesus' heart. Jesus' heart is now James's heart. James's desire is for God's kingdom to advance amongst his brethren, for them to know the truth and to be truly free. So James starts right where they are at. In their time of trial and temptation, James makes it very clear to them that what they are going through is not from God or of God. Unfortunately, the recipients of James's letter are in bondage to their own selfish desires. They are abusing their wealth and power by oppressing others. They have no concern in destroying others along the way to get what they want, sowing lies against the truth in order to exalt themselves above others. This is a deception that must be exposed. They claim to trust in and follow the law. Yet James states that their hypocrisy is revealed by their own actions. As God's desire is for all to be free of the destructive forces of humanity's selfish desires, James's letter speaks to the recipients in a way that even their prideful hearts and selfish desires can understand. It is in this context and understanding the recipients of the letter's culture, situation, way that they think, talk and reason, brings clarity in applying correct meaning to God's intended meaning. The letter speaks light and life into the recipient's heart and minds and even inherit false beliefs. James chapter 1 Verses 16 to 18. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Every good gift, perfect gift, is from the Father of lights, and the greatest gift of all is to have an intimate relationship with him, the creator of heaven and earth and all things good. This intimate relationship is a gift from God himself initiated by him. It is the same intimacy between God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit that they give to us. Having believed and received God's free gift of himself, he makes his home in us and us in him. Throughout the letter, James lists some of the things we receive from God. That is his wisdom, 
His will. His word of truth. Our salvation and freedom. That is, freedom from the destructive forces of evil and selfish desires. James urges the recipients, if we lack any of those things, simply ask our glorious Father in heaven. For James reveals that God is pure, peaceable, gentle, surrendered, rich in mercy, gives without partiality, and has no hypocrisy. Everything the recipients need to be free of the bondage and destructive controlling forces of their selfish desires, God has a never-ending supply. As we daily surrender our selfish desires and receive more of His truth, love and power, letting Him transform us, we become truly free. James continues, chapter 1, verses 21 to 25. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. In verse 18, James referred to the word of truth. Now again in verse 21, he urges his brethren of Jewish blood to receive the implanted word. The word is truth, the truth that is able to save souls. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. James refers to this truth as the perfect law of liberty speaking to the recipients in a way they will understand. Put simply to them, be doers of the word is to accept Jesus as the promised Messiah. The law of liberty is the law that Jesus fulfilled. It is because God so loves that he gave all of himself to us. He did it all so we could be truly free. He paid the cost for every offence ever said, thought or done. James uses a very powerful example of the difference in simply hearing the word of God and being doers of the word of God. He states that when a person looks into a mirror, they see a reflection. The law given to the ancient Israelites is both a reflection of God's perfect love and to a prideful, rebellious heart, reveals humanity's need for a saviour. The recipients of James's letter were just like their ancestors at the time the law was given to them. Prideful and deceptive. 
They cannot see that they are in bondage to their selfish desires and to others. They are causing offences against others and against God. And they are even being offended against themselves as they live in this world damaged by evil. They had chosen to take pride in their own perceived goodness of keeping the law, which in fact was a lie and a deception as they didn't keep the law, and James speaks to them about the law of liberty. In a way they will understand so they can be truly free, not only revealing their need for a saviour, but giving them an opportunity to be truly free. Not only free from the fear of death which salvation brings, but free from the destructive forces of self and evil. Free to live in the fullness of all God has done and given in this world damaged by evil. God in his perfect selfless love made a way for all who are willing to be truly free. To be truly free is a daily journey, a journey through this life in surrender of self-will and all its destructive controlling forces to that of the Father's will. Surrendered to the Father of lights, whose heart's desire is for us to live in the victory that he brings, where we receive more of him as every good gift comes from him. Just before Jesus went to the cross, during his last meal with his disciples, he said, Remember me. Remember my sacrifice and my endless love for you. Remember my victory and my inheritance that I give to you. Know that my commands to you are promises that I've spoken over you and I will fulfill in you. Jesus said, Remember me. This remembering is part of our intimacy and daily journey with him. Peter, in his letter to the non-Jews who had received Jesus, stated that when we forget who Jesus is and what he has done for us, we can become trapped in our selfish desires, be controlled by their destructive forces and the circumstances of this world, by forgetting the truth of who God is and who we are in him. And that this life journey and inheritance is to be recipients of Jesus' divine nature and victory. So back to James and his letter to the Jews. As he writes to them in a way that they will understand, James urges them to not only look intently into the law of liberty, but to continue in it. That is to live in this world damaged by evil, free from the destructive controlling forces of their selfish desires and evil. In doing so, they become doers of the word. 
To live in the freedom that Jesus brings is a daily journey of surrender and receive. It is a work of God. And he gives everything to us to enable us to do this. The emphasis of James's letter is believing and receiving the truth. Not just a once-in-a-lifetime moment, but a daily journey. To remember who Jesus is and what he has done and will do. As we remember and surrender, we receive more of his truth, love and power. He transforms us each and every day with his divine nature, which is the fruit of the Spirit. That is his love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness and self-control. Against such there is no law. So to live in the freedom and victory of Jesus is a daily journey of surrender and receive. Surrender self-will to him and receive more of his will and divine nature. Receive from our good Father, through Jesus our good shepherd, the good fruits of the Spirit. James concludes his letter to his beloved brethren scattered abroad with these words. James chapter 5, verses 19 to 20. Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. Not only does James urge his Jewish recipients to receive the truth and continue to receive, but to share it with others also. As Jesus said to the Jews in John chapter 8, verse 32, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth. Pure truth. Jesus is the truth. Know him, and know the truth. Receive Jesus and receive his spirit. He lives in us and gives us his spirit, the spirit of truth to help us receive more of him. Through this daily journey together with him, he becomes one with us and we become one with him. Inheriting the same oneness and love relationship that Jesus has with God the Father. A beautiful intimacy of love and honour. In surrender of self-will to that of the Father's will, each day is a new day to receive more of him and live in the fullness of the truth. May others be drawn to him with a desire to be truly free. For more information and free resources, visit our website jesuslovestheworld.info Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.